0: And while God is trying to organize us for these last days and get us together through a supernatural movement, a movement that could not take place but God. You think that Lafayette is something? Lafayette is nothing. But if we all coming here to this little city that's a little bigger than Crowley, you think that this is a man? This is God that's bringing these people here. So with that being said, y'all, let's get into John chapter 10, and we're going to be looking at some things, amen, this morning. And um, Brent, I'm going to start reading that verse 1, and we'll just kind of get it to warm it up, and then we'll focus on our, our text, which is verse 10. But the Bible begins, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way the same as a thief and a robber but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep to him the porter openeth and the sheep hear his voice and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out and when he put it forth his own sheep he goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable Jesus spake unto them, but they understood not what things he spake unto them. Then said Yahshua unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them I am the door by me if any man enter in he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly come on give y'all some praise in here hallelujah thank you for life bless this word and bless us as we get into it fill it with your presence your glory your love your compassion for your sheep that we all might enjoy the abundant life that you have for us in jesus name amen 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 hallelujah god hallelujah god Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers, appreciate y'all so much. Speak abundant life on you, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all, we're going to be focusing in on verse 10 of this particular section of scripture, amen, where he talks about the thief coming and, and the reason why he, has, uh, uh, came, why he came to the world. And just going into the context right off the bat in John chapter 10, John chapter 10, if you remember, this is right after Jesus heals the man that's born blind, all right? And the Pharisees are trying to get the man who was born blind to discredit Jesus after Jesus heals them. And he wants them to admit that Jesus is a sinner, that he's not right. Huh? After Jesus heals the man, they don't want the the man to believe that Jesus is great that he's a prophet, that he's a man of God. But they want to discredit Yahshua after the miracle of healing the man who was born blind. The blind man retorts, he says, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. But one thing I know, that I was blind, but now I see. Anybody hear me up in here? And what the man was saying is, is that all that other stuff you have going on with Jesus, that's not my business. That's your business. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, mind your business. Because we gonna get caught up in things that don't pertain to us. Anybody hear me up in him? But the blind man understood that that wasn't his business. Now, but he told him what was his business. My business is, what I do know is, is that he opened my eyes when I couldn't see. My business is when I couldn't see, hallelujah, the birds and the, and the clouds and the skies, when I was blind, when I was walking, hey, God, and I was hurting myself, when I couldn't see, who the blind man say, he opened my eyes, and that's my business. You understand what I'm saying? What you and him got going on, that's not my business. But he opened my eyes and I was blind and now I see and that's my business. In the church, we like to mind other people's business, y'all. All All right. And I preached this already, but I seem to think that we need to be reminded every now and then. Huh? Let people mind their business, but you mind your business. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. All right. In chapter 10. Jesus begins to talk about the sheep, the true shepherds, the thieves and the robbers. And he wants to talk about it with us this morning. And so I'm going to go through two points, y'all. I'm going to talk about the thief and then I'm going to talk about I am. All right. The thief and I am because there's two people in this text, the thief and I am. And we're going to get cranked up. Amen. Y'all ready for the word this morning? Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Here we go. Here we go. The thief. All right. The word thief right here means a stealer. All right. It's the Greek word klepto. All right. It's where we get our English word kleptomaniac from. And a kleptomaniac is a person who can't stop stealing. They believe in discounts. All right. And the discount they believe in is called the what? Five finger discount. Amen. Hey, God. All right. And that's what he's saying is the thief is a stealer, a kleptomaniac. They can't stop stealing. Now, hallelujah, this, this klepto means to commit a theft. But it also means to steal, to commit a theft by stealth. Huh? Uh, 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 under cover of darkness. Amen or in a way that people really can't see out in public. You're doing it in secret. You're stealing in the hidden places. Anybody hear me up in here? And that's the word that we're talking about here this morning, the thief. And Jesus has assigned this word thief, amen, not to Satan like we normally quote the scripture, but let's deal with it in the context, amen, that's in the scriptures, all right? In the context, the commentators all agree that he's not talking about Satan right here. All right? He's not talking about Satan at all. He's talking about the failed leaders of Israel. He's talking about the false teachers, the false preachers, the false prophets, more specifically the scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the ones who are supposed to be leading the people of God. He's calling them thieves. Because remember, he was dealing with the issue with the blind man. And they was trying to take the blind man from being loyal to Jesus who had opened his eyes to being loyal to them who had done absolutely nothing for him. He's calling them thieves and robbers because they're trying to jack something that don't belong to them. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. Now, y'all, like I said, we normally often use this text to talk about the devil all right and it's not correct all right when we look at it at face value but am i here to stop you from saying that this applies to the devil also not at all all right am i here to to get you to start correcting people you know the devil come to steal kill and destroy. oh no baby that's not the devil all right i don't want you to do that either because when you look at the scripture deeply Who sends false teachers, false preachers, and false prophets, huh? Don't they come from the enemy, huh? So as the scripture can apply, amen, it does apply to false teachers. It can also apply to Satan as well, all right? Come on, give y'all some praise, all right? All right? But the meaning of the text directly off the heels of what's going on in the scripture, he's talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees, all right? And that's how we're going to take it, amen, this morning, all right? Jesus is saying that not only is Satan a thief, but false teachers and false preachers and false pastors are thieves as well, all right? Yahshua tells us a little bit about these thieves, huh? He tells us their goals in verse 10, if we can go back to it. He tells us, amen, that, hallelujah, that the thief cometh not, but to steal all right let's just stay right there for a second now we see that they come to steal but I want you to look at that closely he says they come it not but for to steal this means that they not only come to steal but they come exclusively to steal meaning like they don't come for no other reason all right the first day they arrive is to steal from day one, it's in their heart. The false teacher and the false preacher, amen. That's all they come for. Amen. They come to steal. This is the goal from day one. If you can discern it and you can see it. But let's go to this word steal and what it means. Huh? What does the word steal mean? The definition. Stealing from a, from a legal standpoint is the intentional taking of something of value. Huh? That don't belong to you without permission, all right? The intentional, all right? Meaning that it's in your heart to do it. You can act like it's not, but your actions speak otherwise. You ever met somebody that say one thing but do another? You can always tell somebody intentions by what they do, not by what they say. Anybody hear me up in here, all right? And we as church folk are easily beguiled. Because we often look at the words instead of the actions, but it's the actions that tell us the true meaning behind the words. Jesus says, by their fruit, you shall know them, not by their oration or their elocution, but by their fruit. All right. To steal is the intentional taking of something of value without permission. All right. Let's break this down. All right. Uh, 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 Something of value. Something that don't belong to you without permission, all right? There's also an element of stealth behind this as well. Speaking in the cover of darkness, sneaking, secret meetings, hiding, conducting operations in a secretive way as to avoid detection. Anybody hear me up in here? That's what that stealing means, putting it all together Jesus is saying that the Pharisees and Sadducees are false teachers they're false prophets they're not only false teachers and false prophets but they are thieves and they are thieves stealing from God anybody hear me up in here alright how were they stealing from God they were taking God's people from God alright Anytime you take God's people away from where God is leading them, you are stealing God's people away. All right. Listen to me. Good. Listen to my words. Really good. Anytime you are taking God's people away from God is leading away from where God is leading. them, You are stealing God's people and it qualifies you as a thief, as a false teacher, as a false prophet. All right. All right. What do we have in our text here, Brother Carl? We have God sending his man, Yahshua, the son of the living God. And he is there for the purpose of organizing the people of Yah to get people of the people of God together. The Bible tells us he's come to save Yah's people from their sins. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. While Yahshua is trying to organize and gather and put God's people on one accord, what is the Pharisees trying to do? Trying to take them from Yahshua, take them from the man that Yah sent, take them from the organizing, the one accord, and really trying to separate Yah's people. What we have here is that the Pharisees and Sadducees, while Yah is trying to say follow Yahshua, they're saying he's a sinner. He's no good. Stay away from him. We are your rulers. And the Bible tells us a house divided against itself cannot stand. And so while Yah is trying to organize, another people is trying to separate. While Yah is trying to gather, they are trying to scatter. And if you're not gathering Yah, you're scattering abroad. If you're not for Yah, then you're against them. If you're not gathering, then you're a thief and a robber. Thus said the Most High God in His Word. Anybody hear me up in here? He calls the Pharisees and Sadducees, he calls them thieves. And rob us. Because Yah is trying to do something in his people. And on the coup, they trying to stop what Yah is trying to do. Boy, that's a dangerous position to find yourself in. When you don't put yourself against what God is trying to do in this day and age. You know, it reminds me of ourselves up in this place. You know, the school of the Hebrews in Philadelphia, we really believe, y'all. That we are those people of the book. The book teaches us that. Our own lives and our history tells us that. Our, 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 our struggle with slavery, us being on those ships, going back to a second Egypt tells us that. Us having that hair like wool and that feet like brass, it, it tells us that. When we link our history going back to Negro land, that tells us that. When we go back to our home countries in Ghana and and, and Sierra Leone, we see people who are still Hebrew to this day in the Ipus and the Ashanti. That tells us that the different maps that's coming out that show our diaspora from our father's land. It tells us that the oracles of God that's still in our heart, though we not what we used to be. We still have a, a resemblance of God to this day. That tells us that. And what we see in the scriptures that in the last days that God is going to regather those people, put them on one accord and remind them who they are and whose they are. And this people would rise up again, no matter how much being oppressed and depressed, they gonna continue to rise until they're the head and not the tail above and not beneath the lenders and not the borrowers. And we see this happening in our current day, not just in little Lafayette, Louisiana, but it's happening in Texas, it's happening in Georgia, it's happening in Michigan, it's happening in Detroit. They're writing from islands in the Caribbean They're writing from South America and in Europe. And God is doing something in his people that everyone forgot about, even who forgot about themselves. God is regathering and putting his people back together. You're going to have some who are trying to scatter the people and trying to divide the people and put themselves in the category of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And while God is trying to do something for the nations of men and the oracles and the, uh, 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 the records and the annals of humanity, they trying to do something for themselves. And God is saying, be careful because you don't put yourself in the place of a thief and a robber. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Woo! That's what they trying to do to, me, to Yeshua. The Pharisees and Sadducees, and, and they're trying to steal. Now, they not only steal from God, but let me bring this to you real clear. They also steal from you. They steal from God, and they steal from you. Pastor, how do they steal from me, huh? Remember, they come only to steal, huh? What do they steal, huh? They also steal from you because they steal your connection with God. They steal your connection with God. Because while you're following God, amen, hallelujah, they want to distract you to follow them. And they try to hinder your connection. They try to tell you what you're hearing is not true, what you're hearing is not God. Now, the dry bones are awakening all over the world. And he's calling his remnant from all over the world. He's calling his first fruit, his pioneers, the people that can hear him first. But pioneers, be careful. Because the devil and his minions can easily get you to doubt that what you're hearing is the very root of God. And so these thieves and robbers come in and they say, hath God said? Is it really him? Is this really his move? And this right here can set you back indefinitely or it can set you back five years or 10 years or 20 years. Because after you regress and then you find out, because you're going to find out, we're going to get into it later. You're going to find out that they're thieves and robbers. But the question is, how long you going to waste <laughs> until you find out? Anybody hear me up in here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody say, Lord, Lord. help me. Not to waste no time. time. Yeah, I know it's double negatives, but we hood, all right. Not to waste any time. Somebody say thieves and robbers. robbers. So they steal your connection with God. When you hear in Him, they make you doubt that, and you gotta go back, huh? And you begin to follow people instead of Yah. And the spirit of Yah and what he's doing in the earth. All right. Let's break this down. Let's break this down. He calls them. He says, but the thief cometh, but not to steal. What else can they steal from you? Let me break it down. Since you have no connection with God, they can steal your family from you. Your health from you. Your wealth and prosperity from you. The fruit of the spirit and your righteous way of living. Why? Because you're disconnected. You see, Yeshua is the true vine. And apart from him, you could do nothing. We only bear fruit when we connect it. If you allow someone or something to get in the way of your connection and you're not hearing, and you're not where you're supposed to be. There is going to be a disconnect. And when you have a disconnect, everything that Yah was giving you is going to stop. And so when you was blessed, you're not blessed like you was. And when your family was right, it's not right like it was. And when your finances was overflowing, it ain't overflowing like it was. Why? Because the connection is gone. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. It's like we on the phone and Yah is leading us. And saying, get this job. Treat your wife this way. Marry this man. Marry this woman. Treat this. Treat your husband this way. Invest into this business. Raise your kids this way. Go left and not right. go right and not left. That's when you got a good connection. And when you got a good connection, your life is gonna reflect, ooh, a good connection. Then the connection gonna say, buy this car, buy this house, move out of this house. You got a good connection. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. It's when you got a good connection. Hey, God, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things going to be added to you. It's when you have a good connection. But what happens when you lose the signal? So now I can't hear how to treat my wife. And I can't hear how to treat my husband. And I can't hear what investments to do and what investments not to do. I can't hear when it's time to raise my children. My connection is lost. So I'm out here wandering. I'm out here just moving by the whims of my own mind. Because my connection is gone. So when they call them thieves and robbers, when they say the thief coming but to steal, it's not just stealing from God, it's stealing from the people of God. Because God's got a blessing for you. With your name on it. But if you can't hear God to show you where the blessing is, to show you which way to go to get those blessings, you're going to be lost, huh, lost. And your GPS without a proper signal going to continue to say rerouting, 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 rerouting. And you're going to look five years from now and you're still rerouting, rerouting, rerouted. Ten years from now and you're still what? Rerouting, 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 rerouting. Until you get a revelation and say, I'm in a bad place. I need to hang up this phone and get back where I was so I can have a good connection. Anybody hear me up there? That's what the thieves do. That's what the thieves do. They steal from God, but they also steal from you. Hallelujah. Listen, You can always tell when you're under a false teacher, your life will reflect that. Not all the time you can tell by the words of their mouth because they slick, they fark tongue. Me as a pastor, hey amen, I could sit down and discern, because I't been a lot of places and seen a lot of things. But sometimes the sheep can't discern when they got a false shepherd, really, in sheep clothing. But one way, if I can give you a bit of discernment right here. Until God works your discernment up to where you could spot them a mile away, huh? watch what your life do when you're under them. If you watch what your life do when you're under them, you're going to be able to tell if they're connected to God or not. Not by the words. Anybody can sound pretty. Anybody can use what they heard or what they seen. Or, or, all all they are are tape recorders and parrots. They don't get no real revelation. They just repeating what they heard and what they said. We ain't coming for we coming for a rhema word from God. Anybody hear me? We don't want to know what happened in the 1700s necessarily. We want a word for today. Anybody hear me up in here? Lead me today. Anybody hear me up in here? Now, now listen, since they're not connected, anybody hear me? Listen, people under them won't be connected also. And so if you watch your life closely, you might not be able to tell by the words. All right? You might not be able to tell by the crowd. The crowd going to be jumping and shouting and all that. You might not be able to tell by those outside things. But if you watch your life, you will be able to tell. Listen, it's kind of like nutrition. Okay? everything tastes good in this day and age because they put in amen msgs and they 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 put in artificial artificial ingredients and artificial artificial sweetness they can make anything taste like anything huh you could eat a piece of meat and they could put something that make that meat taste like pineapple anybody hear me up in here? listen but you can always know if what you ate is good for you by after you eat it how it make you feel woo Woo! And some people, hey, God, they're so transparent when they eat, baby. You could tell with, it. oh, you ate some egg. <laughs> Woo. You got to stay away from that broccoli. <laughs> I might not have uh, observed what you ate, but I could tell if what you ate was good for you. I could tell if what you ate was, was, was nutritious. Amen. By the results that it produced in your body, you can tell when you're under a true teacher of Yahweh. By the results that it produced in your life. When you're under somebody that's connected, you're going to want to be connected with God. You're going to want more of God. Your family is going to be better for it. Hallelujah. Your marriage is going to be better for it. Your finances going to be better for it. Huh? Your job situation gonna be better for it. Hallelujah. Listen, when you under somebody that's connected to Yah, hallelujah, hey, and we're gonna get to it in a second, you're gonna receive life. Mm. Hey, right, you- Woo! But under the thieves and robbers, just watch your life. All right? You're not gonna be getting those things. Alright? Watch it closely. Your family situation is gonna get worse and not better. Worse. You, 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 you leave the connection place and get in a place that's not connected. Now y'all thinking about divorce. Now she ain't sleeping home. Now he ready to roll. Now y'all not going to church as a family no more. Whatever happened, what happened? And you see, a lot of us don't have the discernment because we just find ourselves going there, but we don't understand. It was a disconnection that happened. We're not connected no more. You see? Your family is only strong. Yeah, two is better than one, but a three-fold cord. Woo! When you got that connection. When you got that connection. You see? You see? Some of y'all only married today because of that connection. Can I get an amen up in this place? Woo! And if you leave that connection, it won't be long. It won't be long. You get on these false preachers and teachers. It won't be long. Oh, no, 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 no. Your health. Mm. How many people know? Listen, we're going to talk about in a second that the true ministers and and even Yahshua himself. He come to give us life. Your health when you're in a true place is going to be blessed because the connection is there. There's a pool of Bethesda that's there. Listen, I don't see people get here that, that was sick, yeah. and the sickness is gone. Amen. They done gave him 30 days to leave, him, and guess what? We gone on five years. Because we're in the pool where the angels stirring up, and where the angel stirring up the waters. Healing is in this place. But listen, so you're in a connected place. And that thief and robber say, come here. Instead, you get up out the pool of healing and you go to a place with no healing water, with no connection, and surprise that the cancer come back. Surprise when, 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 the, when the heart issues come back. Surprise, hey, God, you, you're losing your memory. Surprise when you, oh, God, when you can't breathe at night. Surprise when your blood pressure's skyrocketing and uncontrollable. You done left the pool. You done left the connection. You can always tell when you're under something false. Not by what they say, but the manifestations that come out in your life. I'm trying to help you here in these last crooked days. I'm trying to teach the sheep how not to follow false shepherds, but how to stay with the true shepherds. There's a bunch of thieves and robbers that's out there in different categories and classes. We got thieves and robbers in our particular culture of belief that believe in the law and not believe in Yahshua. That'll take you away from your Savior and take you away from the cross. And when you go to them and you watch their ways full of cursing, full of womanizing, there is obviously no connection. And when you go there, you find it funny that you lose your family. You want to run the women. You can't control your language. Why? Because the river will never rise up above its source. And the anointing you serve is the anointing that you receive. Anybody hear me up in here? And then there's the Christian false teachers as well. They going to confess Christ. huh? But they going to say that us being the people is not important. And while God is trying to organize us for these last days and get us together through a supernatural movement, a movement that could not take place but God, you think that Lafayette is something? Lafayette is nothing. For them to be all coming here to this little city that's a little bigger than Crowley, you think that this is a man? This is God that's bringing these people here. This is God. This ain't because your pastor or first lady knew some things or can manipulate some things. You know how many shepherds that's in this city that can't do that? And I'm not giving myself no glory. Once again, this is God. But we have some that will put themselves against God. While God is trying to gather, they're trying to scatter. And they are thieves and robbers. And we should pray for them. And we should seek to God that they would amend their ways before God deal with them. How can you fight against what God is doing? How can you come against when God is trying to do something with his people in these last days? What's so important to you? That you would put your heel up against the most high. You know how long we've been slaves? You know how long we've been in oppression? You know how long we've been under? You know how long our people have been crying? You know how many lynches? You know how many pulling being drugged behind cars? You know how many tears and how much blood we shed for this moment right here? And for you to be coming against that, it's impossible that offenses come. But woe through whom the offenses come. I pray for you right now. I see God for you with all my heart, amen your ways. Change your ways. You put yourself in a dangerous situation. Calamity awaits you. You put yourself in the way of Haman. Fighting against the people of God. Trying to hurt the people of God when God is trying to bless the people of God. The same gallows you make for others. Those gallows will be yours. Repent. Change your ways. Why die? He said before your life and death up in here. You see? This is dangerous territory where we find ourselves, y'all. We should weep for them. We should pray for them. We should ask God, God, please give them a vision. Give them a dream. Knock them off their hearts like you did Paul. And make the persecutor the preacher of the same faith that they used to persecute. That's our prayer, y'all. That's our prayer. We don't want nobody to be judged by the hand of God. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So on both extremes, we have them. Some of the uh, Judaizers who say, go back to the whole Old Testament. They pulling away from the movement. And then you have some so caught up in the New Testament that they can't see the Old Testament people of Yah and their importance to this day. Either way, you go too far right, you're in error. You go too far left, you're in error. We need to stay right in the goalpost. That's the safe place we are with y'all. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. (laughs) Hallelujah. So they not only want to steal from God, they want to steal from you, your family, your health, your money, the fruit of the spirit, your righteousness. All is going to begin to dissipate and fade away when you're not in the blessed place The place that Yah has called and ordained and set in motion for the time that we in, And when they try to pull you from that place, Jesus has a word for them. He calls them thieves and robbers who come not but to steal, but not only to steal, to kill and to destroy. You see, to destroy. Let's go into that kill and destroy right now. Y'all still up out here? Amen. Amen. Is this word a rhema word for you this morning? Amen. Come on, pray for me while I preach it. Amen. That I could preach it in love and sincerity, that I could preach it in honesty. Amen. That I could be a good shepherd to you and try to protect you so you could stay connected. So nobody steal nothing from you. You see, I wouldn't be a good shepherd if I would allow thieves and robbers to come in and to take the blessings that God have for you. But good shepherds lay down their lives for the sheep. Good shepherds protect the sheep. Good shepherds fight lions and bears on the behalf of the sheep. Good shepherds will take the legs out the lamb and pull them out the mouth of the lion. A hey God, when you was about to get disconnected, good shepherds will make sure that the connection stay good. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. Huh? Huh, Minister Duck? They not only come to steal. Huh? Huh? They come to kill. And destroy. Huh? Huh? Look what it says. And me and the ministers, we often talk about this. They come to kill and destroy. The word kill means to slay. But not just to slay, but to slaughter. To slaughter. It's a killing that goes above the killing. Alright? Huh? It, 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 it's a killing that that hallelujah uh, uh, means to, to diminish you slowly until you're all the way gone. Huh? It's almost like draining the blood from you. They don't just want you gone, but they drain the blood from you. Huh? Uh, It means to almost to torture you on your way out. All right. All right. And listen. All right. Remember, one of the ways to tell a false teacher is 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 not just the words, but the effect that it have on your life. And don't get proud Uh because sheep can find it difficult to know who's true and who's not. All right? Who's true and who's not. And, 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 and it's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And, and so as you grow in your discernment, God is going to help you to figure out. Huh? So they're going to steal from you. But you're going to also notice a killing in your life. All right? You leave the true ministers and the true deacons and the true pastors. Huh? And six months later... You're going to find your life is getting worse. Not your memory, not how much scripture you can quote, but your life is going to get worse. All right? All right? My marriage, my kids, my finances, my walk, my, walk, my relationship with Christ. It was better when I came in. But now I've been there six months and I'm worse. I don't want to even talk to God no more. Huh? My attendance is not like it was. I have questions in here. Do you feel like your past times were your greatest moments of service for God? Because a Christian should never feel that way. His mercies to us are renewed day by day. We go from glory to glory and strength to strength. When you leave the best, blessed place, you look back and say, I was a better Christian back then. All right? Huh? It's a sign that something is killing you, that something is destroying you. huh? Huh? Now, let me get this straight up in here since it's on my mind. Amen. Do you know that you could be in a blessed place and not receiving the blessings of a blessed place? Do you know that you could be in a place where a true minister, true pastor, true teacher is here? and be disconnected? Because they got people in this room, you're not over there, you're here, but you're disconnected. What you mean? God can't talk to you. You don't allow whisperings and, and, and things that's not your business to cloud up your line. So while God is trying to get through to you, you worried about him and her, and them and God is saying I want to talk to you you understand what I'm saying and God is saying you do this and you say God well what about them and and God got to do you like Peter if I will this for them what is that to you you understand what I'm saying so your line and your signal is messed up and God is trying to talk to you you in the place where he talking but you got too many things on your mind and God is continuing to say can you hear me now And you're saying, God, what about them? And he's saying, can you hear me now? Well, God, what about her? But can you hear me now? See, you don't know what was going on over here. So why are you worried about what was going on over here? And if you really wanted to know, you would ask. But you're not asking because you know that that's not your business. So if you can't ask, then why are you worried about it? Hang up this line, pick up the right line, and get your blessing on. Woo! All right, so the Bible says this. huh? When it talks about unity, it says how good and pleasant it is for God's people to dwell together in his presence. He says it's like the ointment, the oil, the precious ointment that ran down The head, the beard of Aaron down to his skirts. All right. This is the way the blessing flows in the church. It flows top down. It flows top down because the one at the very top is Yeshua himself. And every blessing that's his flows down the body of Christ. If you find yourself disconnected from the body then the flow won't be able to come upon you because you over here when you should be over here. All right? We got some people you hear physically, but your heart is over there. So while everybody experiencing blessing, you ain't experiencing no blessing because while you might be connected in person, you're not connected in spirit. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? Hang up the phone and get back connected all right listen to me good you are about to see things happen in this little church that you have never seen before in your life you are about to hear things you ain't never heard you're about to experience things that listen that 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 quite frankly no other church has experienced no other denomination has experienced because we different than all them. When, when we say who the people, they don't know the response. But if I say who the people, what you say? Yeah. That what makes us different. We a whole new thing in the earth. And because we a new thing, we gonna get new blessings. Because we, uh, hey, because we walk in a new path, he gonna open new doors. Anybody hear me up in here? You're about to see things you ain't never saw. Pastor, what you're saying, I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy they couldn't get you to leave. But now I need your heart back. I need your soul back. I need you back serving. I need you back teaching. I need you back security. I need you back ushering. I need you back walking the camera. I need your soul back serving God for such a time as this. I just don't need your body right. I need your face right. I need you back right, man. Thank you. And I just don't need you right. Y'all need you right. Because he's sitting up there saying, Ooh, I got a good life for them. I got a good life for them. I got things for them that they ain't never seen, never heard. <laughs> Never entered into the heart of man the things I'm about to do to those that love me and that are called according to my purpose. Not my purpose yesterday, not my purpose a 100 years ago, but my purpose today. If you're called according to my purpose, if you're doing what you need to do in the earth right now, if you're with me while I'm trying to gather right now, if you're undergirding when you need to be undergirding right now, if you're tithing and supporting when you need to right now, if you're helping by air conditions for conferences right now, He says, if you're doing that right now, I got something for you. Not later, not tomorrow, but I got it for you right now. Anybody hear me up in here? Hey! I need you back. God needs you back. And you know what? You need yourself back. It's time for them to stop stealing from you. And stop killing you. Because the longer you're disconnected, The slow death continues. You're fading away. You're not connected. You're fading away. In the spirit, I see you on life support. I see you on IV. I see you malnourished and emaciated. You're dying slowly. And because of that, your marriage is dying. And because of that, your children are dying. And because of that, your finances are dying. Here you are borrowing from people that should be borrowing from you. Oh, you ain't heard me up in here. You ain't heard me up in here. You ain't heard me up in here. Your house condition is dying. Your vehicle condition is dying. They sitting up in here buying new vehicles. They buying vehicles that black people shouldn't have up in here. It's because they connected. Anybody hear me up in here? And the blessing is slowing down. Get back connected. And stay connected. He said, the thieves, they come but to steal, to kill. Huh? Hallelujah. Now, listen to me. They also come to destroy. Anybody hear me? They come to destroy. Pastor, what you mean by this word destroy? This word destroy is deep, because usually when you steal from somebody and you kill them, you're done with them. But that word destroy, amen, means to put out of the way entirely, to abolish, to completely ruin. It means to be lost. And to spend eternity apart from God. The false teachers, amen, their goal is not just to take from you, to take from God, to take from you. Not just to diminish your life, huh? But the end game for the false teachers, the end game for Satan. To completely ruin you to the point to where you don't even get to glory to spend time with God. They want your soul. They come to steal, to kill, but also... To destroy, to put you out entirely, to make sure that you're lost. Listen to me good. When you look at the congregations of most false teachers, understand that false teachers cannot reproduce in the spirit. They can't reproduce in the spirit. You see, because you cannot reproduce something that you are not. And since most of them are not saved, they can't reproduce saved people. It's the law of biogenesis. Since the book of Genesis, God set it in motion that every kind produced after its own kind. And only saved people can produce saved people. So you up in here listening to these these boys about the law, about the old covenant, they're not saved. So they can't save you. They have no reproduction. Alright? Or you got these false churches on this side, false teachers on this side, a lot of them not saved. Because if they would save, they would be doing the work of God, and the work of God is to gather his people right now. Alright? So a lot of them not saved, so they're not gonna be able to reproduce. Alright? And for those that save but confuse, they can't reproduce either. Because even though your reproduction system is healthy. Some things you do can get in the way of reproduction. Can I pastor you for a second? Can I bishop you for a second? Let me let me talk about the pastorate for a second. All right. If a pastor is saved, but there's some sin, it hinders the reproduction. They can't produce new converts and new believers. Because the spirit of God can freely move through them to regenerate lost and dead men. No reproduction. The tubes are blocked up. And it could be some sin that's sexual. It could be some sin that's that's immoral. It could be some sin that's unforgiveness, some bitterness. But for whatever purpose it is, there's no reproduction. And what does that look like? What that looks like is, when you look at the congregations, it's only saved people from other ministries. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nobody got saved over that. They thieves and robbers. Ain't nobody got saved. It's only saved folk from other ministries. Because they can't reproduce. They only come to steal, kill and destroy. They can't reproduce. See, when you're in a ministry that's reproducing, a ministry where people come here and are pulled out of darkness into light, then you know you're in a place where God is. Now, I ain't never practiced this. How many people could say they got saved in this house at Philadelphia? Oh, I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. That's reproduction. Anybody hear me up in here? You can tell when it's a false teacher, a false preacher, or maybe, huh? A true teacher caught in sin, in error, because there's no reproduction. Nobody being born again. No births from heaven. And that's a dangerous place to be. The false teachers grab the saved from other places and build a ministries, huh? On the foundations of other men and women. Oh, see, say, oh, no, that's not the way to build something. You don't ever build something on the work of somebody else. You got to lay your own foundation. Anybody hear me up in here? And then you got to start building from the ground up. Brother Carl, we built by the grace of God. We built that in you. Anybody hear me up in here? You came in off the streets. You came in. I won't tell all your testimony. Hey, Carl, brother Carl, you could tell it. Yeah, you came in. Anybody hear me up in here? Some of y'all come in smoking, not for God either. (laughs) Some of y'all come in drowning, not in the Holy Ghost either. Some of y'all come in hot, not with the hot with the Spirit of God either. Huh? But some kind of way, the Spirit of God hits you. And you woke up like the blind man. You say, I don't know what y'all saying about him. But one thing I know. I was blind and now I see. That ain't my business what y'all got going on. That ain't my business. That ain't my business. You see? You see? But they building they billing ministries on, on the souls of the saved from other fishermen. Other fishermen going in the deep and getting them. Other fishermen casting the net. Other fishermen going in the projects and the crack houses and the in the trap houses. Other fishermen pulling them out of the court system. Other fishermen going get them when their lives was a mess. And other boats passing by putting their hand in the boat. When they ain't done the heavy lifting in your life. They didn't get you off the pills. They didn't get you off the drink. Huh? Huh? What's the deal, Pastor? Is no reproduction. A ministry is real when it's reproducing. When people getting born again there. When the spirit of God, the Ruach, sending the lost and the lost are being born again. That's when it's real. But they come to steal, to kill and destroy. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all stay with me for a little bit. Hallelujah. I'm protecting the house. Matthew 23 and 13. Look at it with me. Come on. Hallelujah. Your pastor has many thoughts, some that I can share and some I got to wait to share. Amen. Matthew 23, 13, he says, but woe unto you. Remember, he's talking about these scribes and Pharisees. They the false teachers and preachers. He said, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. Look what he called hypocrites. That's what he called them, hypocrites. And the the hippo means to cover. It means that you're really not what you're playing like you are. That that's just a covering. That's a facade. Because you got some other things going on that nobody can see. He said, you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. Stop right there. All right. You know the way. You know the truth. And you know where God really is right now. You know where he moving and you know where he's reviving. But for some reason, you take that key and you lock the door to the people of God. He moving their heart to go that way. But you take the key, you shut the kingdom and you stand in front of it. And you tell the people, this ain't a way. No, 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 this ain't a real way. This ain't a real way. When we got emails, text messages, even you on recording, uh, saying that this is the way. And now you won't say this ain't the way. Now you won't say this ain't the way, but we got all that. We got all that. We got all that. We got you sending revelation that this is the way. Now you won't say that this ain't the way. You don't, you, you, you know it's the way, you don't shut the door where God is going, you lock it, and you don't go, listen, listen, and you stop the people of God from going there. That's a wicked thing. That's a wicked thing. That's a wicked thing. That's what's called a hypocrite. Because what you're showing is not what's really going on in the inside of you. You see? He said you shut up the kingdom of heaven. You see? And we got some of those Judaizers that's out there, cause I'm dealing on both ends. Can I deal on both ends? We got the Judaizers that's out there. They know Yeshua is the Savior. They've been hearing it since Sunday school as a child. And the ball on there trying to act like they know Hebrew. Trying to roll their tongue and spit. <laughs> that sounds good. But show them the Savior that you know about. And they, they shut the door to the Savior. Shut the door so men can't go in. You know that ball and drugs. You know the law ain't gonna redeem him. The law ain't never worked to clean the people of God up. It's only the blood that saves and redeems men. How in the world are you gonna shut the gospel, the whole New Testament, and then want to say Paul's writing ain't real, Negro? What is you talking about? You shut the kingdom from men. Their blood is on your hands. You see? He said they shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves, neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. And this is bad. Because a lot of them to act like that, they not saved. A lot of them. If you're going to act like that to stop people from getting saved, what child of God would stop people from going to the Father? What child of God would stop people from going the way of the Messiah and him drawing his people? What child of God would do that? You see? You see? Because you could feel the pull of the Holy Ghost. And God is saying that, listen, most of them, they're not in themselves, and that's why they're blocking the door. And they're blocking the door to them that's trying to get in. People that want to be connected, people that want to be with God, they come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Y'all still up out there? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But listen, let's look at it. Point number two. Let's talk about I am. Is it all right for me to pastor you this morning? All right. Can we go through the scriptures this morning? Can we talk about the scriptures this morning? All right. I am. So we talked about the thief. Let's see what I am is here for. All right. He tells us in 1010, he says, but the thief, huh? The thief, he cometh not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I am come, Yahshua says that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. Listen to me good right here. He delineates himself with the thieves and he tells us about him and all his true ministers that are filled with him. I am come that they might have life. The Greek word for life here is the Greek word zo. And it primarily means spiritual life. Somebody say spiritual life. life. All right. And it means that Jesus and all of his true ministers who operate as under shepherds for Jesus, that they are coming here to bring you spiritual life, spiritual life. Let's talk about that spiritual life for a second. All right. Pastor, what you mean by spiritual life? Jesus and all of his true ministers are here To give you a relationship with God, a relationship with God, thats spiritual life. The true ministers, amen, don't care about your relationship with them. All right. We're not here to make relationship with y'all primarily. All right. Listen, I love y'all, but I am not here to be your friend. All right. All right. I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm really not. That's like you raising kids and and, and you say, like, mama, I thought you was my friend. Baby, I never was your friend. You understand what I'm saying? I'm your daddy. I'm your mama. You understand what I'm saying? And that's synonymous, synonymous to that. I'm not here to be your friend. Now, they got some people that knew me before Christ, all right? And so you knew Omar, all right? Minister Phil knew Omar, all right? Minister Duck knew Omar. Minister Ant knew Omar. All right. But most of y'all ain't knew Omar. So why are you calling me Omar? You ain't never knew Omar. In fact, you don't want to know Omar. You You understand what I'm saying? If you ever see Omar, you're going to say, go back to pastor. That's what you're going to say. That's what you're going to say. All right. All right. Now, I don't know where that came from. I just thought I would throw that out there. You see? I know Duck. I know Vernon. All right? I know Chantel. You see? All right? All right? I don't know where that came from, but let me try to get back. My, our main principle and premise is to get you a relationship with God. That's the zoo right there. That's the spiritual relationship. I'm not so much into if you know my number. I'm into if you know his number. Because in the times that I can't answer you, his line is never busy. And he can take as many calls as he want. Anybody hear me up in here? So our primary duty as true ministers is to give you zo, life, that spiritual life, that connection with God. Not to give you a fish, but to teach you how to fish. Not to call on God for you, but to teach you how to call on God. Not to always try to hear for you what God is saying to you, but to teach you how to hear for yourself what God is speaking in your life. That's not the job of the false ministers and false teachers. No, 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 no. They handicap the people of God. The people of God got to be on the phone with them every day, 24 7, to ask, hey, You got a word for, for, for me from God? You know what I would tell you? Get your own word. I'm not trying to be your crutch. I'm not trying to handicap you. I'm not trying to enter into your family and, 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 and oh God. Come on, come on. Thank you. You know? There's a liberty in Christ. Every man is the king of his castle. I'm not trying to micromanage your castle. You ain't going to be mad and then call me. Tell my husband. I'm going to tell you, uh, give her the phone back. Y'all come to church Sunday. I'm going to give you the phone back and open your Bible. Get on your knees and pray. Hear from God. You see? Now does this mean that I'm not going to come on Sundays with a rhema word and that I won't intervene or have one of the ministers or deacons intervene? No, that don't mean that. But there's a balance there. You see, a cult controls the people. True faith Allows God to rule over his people. See, I don't know if y'all know the difference. See, some of y'all, this is the only church you've been into, been here to, you know? But like I tell the pastors around the city, I say, listen, I got a little group I could send you. I got about 10 or 20 of them that I could send you up in here now. You see? Because some of y'all need some experiences in other places. You ain't never been under a lording minister or pastor before. You ain't never been under somebody that don't see you on Sunday and call you after service. You ain't never been under somebody who checked the tithe records every single Sunday. And if you $5 off, pick up the phone and say, hey, I just want to see what was going on. You ain't never been under that before. You ain't never been under that before. You ain't never been under that somebody before that's so in tune to your marriage. They know your wife better than you. Jesus. Who the woman when she go through trouble don't lean on her husband. Don't ask her husband for wisdom for the vision of the house, but completely single you out and say, "Hey, we got to call pastor." We got to look in past the eyes good. You ain't been under that before. I'm cutting up. I'm cutting up up in here. You ain't been under that. No, I give you freedom. The freedom that the Bible says you're supposed to have. That every man could be the lord of his own castle and every woman the queen of her house. You see? He had made us kings and priests. Do you know the difference between a cult and a church this morning? Jesus says, I've come to give your life, not micromanagement. (laughs) (laughs) I've come to give your life. Hmm? Hmm? Now, the false ministers and false teachers can't give your life because they don't have it. They can't give your life because they don't have it. And you can't give something you do not have. The reason so many of you have been born again in here is because I am truly born again. I am saved, sealed, and delivered by the Most High God. And the reason a lot of you, after you've been here for a while, the reason you bless, mm, because the anointing you serve is blessed, because I am blessed. You understand what I'm saying? And the oil flows from Aaron's bed. Oh, yeah. I got to to be real up in here. All right? All right? They've come to give you spiritual life. huh? But it's not only spiritual life. Come on. It's also eternal life. All right? This zo means spiritual life and eternal life. People on the true ministers, teachers, they get saved, y'all. All All right? I'm reiterating some things, but reiteration is good for uh, memory. All right. Huh. In false churches, false teachers, people don't get eternal life. They don't get saved. All right. They don't get spiritual life, connection from God, eternal life. Amen. That's salvation through Christ. Huh. And lastly, they do not get abundant life. All right. Jesus says in verse 10. He says, I've come to give you life. That's that zoo, spiritual and eternal. Huh? Come to that you might have life and that you might have it what? More abundantly. All right. Now, this is important. Plug in with me. Plug in with me. Okay. This is important. Listen to me good. And this is going to be for the Hebrews and the Hebrew movement. And where we are right now as a church and as a people, all right? The ones that's fallen off are going the other way because the falling away is here. And you can follow them into the falling away or you can follow God into the revival, all right? Understand something right here. And every church in revival, whether you go back to the 16th, 1700s, every church in revival would, would, would let you know this. Jesus did not die on the cross just to save your soul. Can you admit that from Tim? He did not die just to save your soul. He didn't die just for you to just live any kind of life and then at the end of it, make it into heaven. You, 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 You die your way into heaven. Your whole life is death and lack and destruction and heartbreak and depression and despondency and and, and every other kind of low place, every kind of oh God, every kind of thing and and you just, he died for you to just uh, uh, die continually and then roll over into heaven. He didn't die on the cross for that. He didn't die on the cross for that. And anybody that's teaching you that is a false teacher and a false prophet. Because they're not teaching you the whole counsel of God. He's come to give us life. He's come to give us life. From the moment we get saved to the moment we cross over, the life never keeps living. He's come to give us life. And life more Abundantly, you see, you see, the whole counsel of God teaches us, amen, that Jesus didn't die just to save us, huh? but to change our whole lives from the moment of salvation, amen. to take us out of darkness at that moment and translate us into light, into the kingdom of his dear son, And your life as a whole is going to change when you really come into contact with the king of kings and the Lord of lords. When you become a child of the king, your life changes. When you become a daughter of royalty, princess, your life changes. When you become a prince, a son of the most high God, your life changes. These false prophets and false teachers. Make you believe that the cross is only beneficiary when you cross the Jordan. So you live a life of hell and go to heaven at the end. That's their doctrine. And that's their false theology. And that's their doctrine straight from the pit of hell. It still has the smoke of Sheol on it. Because the devil don't want you to be an overcomer. The devil don't want you to be more than a conqueror the devil don't want you to be healthy and prosperous the devil don't want your life to shine but God has put you here to shine in every element in every area to shine so bright that the world looks up and says that's how I want to be I want to be a man of God too ain't nobody want no dead life how attractive is that gonna be for Christ Broke and busted. Borrowing and in shame. What kind of life that's going to produce? Walking here and there and can't get nowhere. Now, understand that when you first come in, God's got to take you where you are. But I'm going to preach something to you. Where God finds you is not where he's going to leave you. Anybody hear me up in here? So I don't want to offend anybody that's just coming in. You right where you supposed to be. But I want to tell you that God's got some blessings coming your way. You might have came here busted. You might have came here messed up. But i got some people that can testify that your life is going up, up, up and away in the name of Jesus. Woo! It's going to be a time you're going to be pulling up in here swinging and banging yourself. Think you're going left but you're biggity busting the right. Anybody hear me? Swinging and banging up in here. That's the life that YAH brings us. That other stuff is death. That other stuff is brokenness. That other stuff is unattractive. You see? And it's important for you to hear me now. You see I say hear but I point it to my mind. It's important for you to hear me now. Don't just hear my words. Let your heart receive what I'm saying. Reason with me. Think about what I'm saying. It's doctrines of devils to stop you from maximizing your life. God wants you to live a full life where you get every single blessing and you become everything that he wanted you to be since a child. But the devil wants to steal that. He wants to kill that. He wants to destroy that. You was built for greatness. That's what he means when he says you're the head and not the tail. The tail is at the bottom. The head is on the top. The tail are the followers. The head are the leaders. You see? That's where God wants you. That's what his purpose for you has always been that way. But since you're allowing doubt and false teaching to come into your ear, it changes your mind and it changes your heart. And the problem with what goes into your ear and go into your mind, as a man think it, so is he. If you don't believe that God want to take you up, then you're going to always be down. If you don't believe that he want to bless your family and bless you with good health, then you're going to always be sick and moving from marriage to marriage. Jesus. You got to believe in what he's telling us in this scripture. It's not just spiritual life and eternal life, but it's abundant life that he came to give us. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Amen. You see, when you are taught the whole counsel of God, you're going to begin to experience it. But if you're not taught the whole counsel of God, you will also experience it. All right. Why? Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When they teach you that God wants to give you abundant life, guess what happens? You leave here expecting abundant life. And when you believe and expect something from God, God is under the obligation to give you. When you believe, you will receive. Anybody hear me up in here? So so listen, you leave here understanding that God has a great future for you. That the house you're living in is not the house you're going to live in forever. That the car you're driving is not the car you're going to drive forever. That the argument you had last night is not going to be the argument that you're going to have tomorrow. That your kids, though y'all started off in the projects, will end up in the projects, but greater things are coming, and you believe that from God, eventually you're going to start receiving that from God. You see what I'm saying? All right? But it comes through Hearing. You go to these false teachers and false preachers and all you hear is the sweet by and by. When we all get to heaven, when we up there on the streets of gold, you see, you living on the streets now. Living in your car now. But they want to talk about when we get to heaven. You ain't going to get that at Philadelphia. You're going to get the full gospel. You're going to get the abundant life here and the abundant life later. Because that's what makes a complete witness. All right. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. All right. If they don't teach it, you will never believe it. If you never believe it, you will never receive it. If I don't receive it, I'm not living out my fullest potential. And I'm not giving Christ the total reward of his suffering. God wants to use you in great ways. But if you never believed that you could be used in great ways, you stay down here. Yeah. He's given you five talents, but you're only using one. He done made you to be city councilman, mayors, governors, presidents, yeah. CEOs, business owners, Fortune 500 companies inventors huh principals huh superintendents huh school board members Huh? God done made you the head The reason why we in the situation We in is because the head is hiding The head don't want to leave The head want to wait till the by and by My Bible tells us That man was given dominion And we got to take authority We got to possess the land The reason why we got so much trouble Is because you've been hiding And you've been hiding waiting for heaven When God want to bring heaven to earth through you In the name of Yahshua Hamashiach You scared. You scared. And I know why you're scared. You're under false teachers and preachers. And they scared. And they can't do nothing. And the river can't rise above its source. The anointing you serve is the anointing that you will receive. You're under a scared teacher, so you're a scared congregant. You're under somebody who ain't doing nothing, and that's why you ain't doing nothing. Listen to me. Those mediocre days are over with. You're going to be all that God wants you to be starting now in the name of Jesus. My Bible tells me I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me and I'm going to take him at his word. Listen to me, good. You got to go ahead and possess it. You got to go ahead and do it. The righteous are as bold as lions. If you connect it to this ministry, that's the oil you're going to get that's running down. That's the oil that you're going to get that's running down. But you gotta be really connected. 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 connected. Because whatever you see your pastor doing, get ready is coming towards you in the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, governors and city leaders gonna come ask you for advice in the name of Jesus. Six figures coming your way in the name of Jesus. You see why, so that we could be greedy and glory in it. No, so that we can bring glory to God and everything we set our hands to and be excellent in the earth. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. I know, I know, I know. We're preaching up in here. I'm telling you my heart's theology up in here. I'm not waiting to heaven, tell heaven to be blessed. I already know I'm gonna be blessing heaven. But I'm getting every blessing up until that point. I'm getting every single thing. And the funny thing is, is this. The false teacher saying, oh, yeah, but when we get to heaven, we're going to be blessed. We're going to be blessed. Oh, and look at Pastor Omar. Pastor Omar. Watch me. Watch my word right here. Watch my word. What today is? What today is? April what? Mark it in your heart. It's April 24th, 2022. Uh-huh. You're listening to me good right here. You see me right here. We're going to be in heaven soon. All of us. And I want you to watch my man of life here. And I want you to watch how I'm striving to maximize every gift, every potential that God placed inside of me. All right? And they're going to talk about it. But I want you to watch when we get to heaven. I want you to watch. The same ones that are talking, if they are there, if they are there, I guarantee you something. Pastor Omar is going to be more blessed than them here and later. No, 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 no. You don't understand. You don't understand. I'm telling you my way of doctrine, my way of life. Let it soak in your heart. When you maximize yourself, you can do more for God. You can do more for God. There's more people you can help, more ways that you can get the gospel out. God, please. Hebrews, hear me. Please hear me. Get out that false theology. It's the theology of a falling away church. All right? All right? Pastor, what does abundant life mean? Abundant life means overflow in life. I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. It's an overflowing life. It's a life that's, that has so many blessings, you got blessings to spare. Ooh, people just standing on the side of you get wet with your blessings. You know, when you throw a cup of ice and in, 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 in water that's already full, what happens? Overflow. You got people on the side of you, they gonna, God going to put another blessing on another piece of ice, and it's just going to overflow. huh? But sometimes when people get sprinkled in real life, they say, "Ooh, wash that water. No, they're going to say overflow on me, please. All right. Somebody say overflow. overflow. That abundant life means super abundant life. Thank you. It's a super life. It's a life that as people look at you connected to God, is super things happening to you. You're like, oh, my goodness. What's the difference between a man and a superman? A superman can do things that a regular man can't do. The abundant life can do things that a regular life can't do, will never do, can't even think of doing. That's the abundant life. Pastor, what is abundant life? It is the above life. It is the beyond life. It is the advantageous life. It is the life, it's not the disadvantaged life. That's where we come from. And that's where a lot of people want to stay. And they're scared to go high. Look at your neighbor and say, are you scared of heights? Abundant life means that God is going to take you high. He's going to take you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the neighborhood, you're going to live on the hill. You're going to come up on the top floor and look out through the hotel room and then the, the, the top floor. Yes, yes. The above life. Yes. He said, You shall be above only and not beneath. Yes. Do you know what that means? Yes. Thank you, Brother Cole. <laughs> Deacon Cole. All right. All right. Is the superfluous life. Yes. Oh, yes. Huh? Huh? The, and, and that means the extra. People going to look at you and say, you got more than enough. Yeah. And you know, when they tell you that, say, I'm supposed to have more than enough. Because yeah. when I pray, he given me exceedingly abundantly above all I ask or hope for. I'm supposed to have more than enough. When he multiplied the fish and load, did he just give them enough? No, they had fragments left over. I'm supposed to have more than enough. I'm going to be a giver if I don't have more than enough. I'm going to help people around me if I don't have more than enough. I'm going to give away cars if I don't have more than enough. I'm going to give away houses if I don't have more than enough. I'm going to hire people with jobs if I don't have more than enough. I'm supposed to have more than enough. Why in the world would you just want enough? Then God can't use you. Because all you have is the bread that's in your hand that go in your mouth. Hallelujah. 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 Miss Chantel, he's given us the abundant life problem. He's given us the abundant life promise. It's the promise, Miss Chantel. Hallelujah. It's the promise, Grace. It's the promise, Annalise. And my God has never broken his promises. He's, he's never turned back on his word. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, man. Listen, I, I I could say names in here of people that I know connected that's receiving that super abundant life. You got a brother in here, amen, hallelujah. Wait, oh, in the name of Jesus. Listen, they got people in here, y'all, that's getting so blessed right here, y'all. I'm talking about they going from fate to fate. You know, one brother in here called me up. He said, man, listen. Listen, I got into this thing, man, where I'm applying for contracts with the state and stuff like that. He said, they done blessed me, man. He said, I'm going to be making an extra $40,000 this year because of this contract. All right? Who can't use an extra $40,000? Who would like an extra $40,000, you see? And that's what he was saying, an extra. Because he don't even need it. Hey, it's super abundant. It's, It's overflow. Then I see him, a God, a, a few weeks later. And he said, Pastor, you had just preached the word at Bible study about the blessings that's coming to Israel. And he called me up and he said, Listen, I got home and I checked my email. He said, They told me I not only have the 40,000, but they've given me two more 40,000. So now I'm over 100,000 extra. Now, I danced, I, I, dance, I shouted. Because I love when you get blessed. False teachers hate when you get blessed. I love when you get blessed. False teachers say you're covetous when you get blessed. I dance when you get blessed. Hey, God, when you get a nice call, huh? I, I shout unto God for glory. When you get your vet, I shout unto God for glory. When you get your bins, I shout unto God for glory. When you roll the knowledge, I shout unto God for glory. Anybody hear me up in here? Yeah. They say you're greedy and you're materialistic. Oh no, I say you're blessed. I say you're the head and not the tail. I say you can have things and things not have you. Hey, God! Woo! When you ask me, should I get the house with the pool? Get the house with two pools. Hey, God! Should I get the beamer? Get the beamer! What's that? Woo! Bless that woman of God. Bless that woman of God. All oh, she put up with you, bless that woman of God. Bless her, bless her, bless her, bless her, bless her. He come to give us super abundant life. I don't forgot where I was. I don't shook my head, my bobby pins. I don't know where I'm at. If you find a bobby pin at the altar, please return it unto pastor. Oh, God. Woo! My God, shake it up. Shake it up. Man. Shake it up. It's the super abundant life. I don't know where I was. Where I was, where I was. 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 What you say? You got to help me out? What you got first, lady? What you got? Help me out. Huh? Come on, bless me. Bless me. Oh, God. Come on. Don't leave me without no sugar. All right. Come that close to me and not give me no sugar. Woo! My God! Oh, you want, ladies, you want your husband under this pastor. I'm telling you here, because I love my wife. Woo! Hallelujah! Hey! All right, all right, all right. It's the, it's the extraordinary life. And that's what he want to do. He, he just want uh, to bless us, y'all, and and listen, I forgot where I was, and I, I, I just I just I just know that, that 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 life is more attractive. Yes, it is. All right? That life is more attractive. Now, you know, <clears throat> they're gonna look at our intangible blessings. And and false teachers make you want to pick one or the other. Joy, peace, you know. Or the head or not the tail. All of that is mine. (laughs) All of that is mine. It's a whole package deal. Stop trying to steal from me. I don't have to choose joy or or being able to pay my bills. I'ma have joy and pay my bills. I'ma have peace and my lights be on. I'ma have, you understand what I'm saying? I don't have to choose, pick and choose. This is not Piccadilly. I want the macaroni but not the collard greens. No, no. All of it is mine. All of it is mine. I don't care if it breaks the dilly. All of it is mine. I don't care if I want three sides. Give me my three sides. But it's going to break the combo. Who cares? Is that your business? Are you paying for my combo? Wait, that's some other kind of stuff. That's some other kind of stuff. They want you to pick the blessings. All of them are yours. Now, Now, of course... The intangibles are the most important, minister Sam. Heaven is most important. The intangibles, the joy, the peace is most important. And as you go through your Christianity, those are the things you want to get first. Get heaven, get the joy, get the contentment. But after you do that, God's going to bring you to the next level. Woo! He's going to say, now that I see your love, man, now I'm going to start laying it on you. Now that I see it, it that, that, that's not the center of your jaw, now I'm going to give you some things. I'm going to bless you with some things. And that complete package makes your witness all the more attractive. You see? We got Christians. Hallelujah, that, 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 hallelujah, because of that bad doctrine, all right? I'm not talking about hard times we all go through. I'm not talking about you being new to the faith. If you're new, don't worry about that. You're still in the building up process. But we got older Christians who've been in the faith five to ten years, still on that low-level theology, and every month can't pay their bills. Every month got to borrow from the people they're trying to invite to church. Yeah. they borrowing from the girl that's in the club. They're borrowing from the dude that's an alcoholic. What that tells them is, here I am living in sin. And I'm more blessed than you. You serving God. And I'm in the club. And I could pay all my bills. And you can't pay yours. I have a place to stay. And I'm running around on my husband or my wife. And here you are, you got to ask me to, for a place to lay your head. You living in your car, you, you, you're on the street, and then you want to come here and start quoting all kind of scriptures? Baby, get that out of my face. Because what it showed me is, is that you know it, but you don't live it. You know it, but you don't believe it. That's why a lot of believers and their families not in church. You see? Because Christians are not getting the total package that God has to offer. Our fate should spur them to jealousy. Not the jealousy of, "I, I, I I want their stuff. But when they see our stuff, and our marriages and our children and our joy and our peace and the level of commitment to God and church, they should look at themselves and say, I'm jealous of that. You ain't going to have to invite them to church. They're going to say, wherever you getting what you getting, I'm coming. You understand what I'm saying? I'm coming. Because every time I see you I just see blessings. Every area I look, I see blessings. There's not an area that I can't see God's hand upon your life. Like the virtuous woman, you do all things well. You blessed in every area. The time for us listening to false theology and false teachers is over. The time of listening to the church of the Gentiles. Is over. I want to bring us Hebrews back to the God of the Hebrews, the God of Abraham who was blessed, the God of Isaac who was blessed, and the God of Jacob who was blessed, the God of David who was blessed, Hezekiah who was blessed, Jehoshaphat who was blessed, Josiah who was blessed, the God of Peter, John who was blessed owning the fishing company. I'm talking about the God of the blessed Who shows up in our lives and his reward is with him? And you say but Jesus was poor baby baby What Jesus are you talking about the one who owned the cattle on a thousand hills? The one who's seated on high to the right hand of majesty. The one that said the heaven and the earth belongs to me. All power in heaven and earth is mine. Which Jesus is broke? Which one? The one that lives in a, in, in, in a he said my father's house. Huh? huh? Got many mansions. Hey, how you going to have a house with mansions in it? Which Jesus is broke? All you're looking at is look thirty three life, thirty-three years of life? You want to know what that that's about? He became poor. So that you could be rich. I'm looking for something to drop. I didn't have a microphone. Yeah, get your theology straight. Get your theology straight. Listen, it's time for me to go. Brent, listen, bring us to uh, 10, 11, and then we're going we to conclude. Uh, brothers, if y'all can help me out here. We're trying to get the full gospel. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, the full word of God. And we're trying to figure out who the thieves are, who the robbers are, who are stealing from God, stealing from you, God's people, huh? killing you softly and slowly with the intent the devil's intent of ultimately destroying you. Yes. But Jesus and his true ministers say they come to give you life. Spiritual, true connection with God, not the man of God. All right? Eternal life where you go going to heaven. Huh? But also abundant life. Where you have an extraordinary life, huh? Before you cross and you go over into Zion. Jesus says, lastly, he says, hallelujah, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd give it his life for the sheep. Amen. And what that word means is that Jesus, hallelujah, he died, y'all. He gave his life that we might have life. Don't waste his death. Don't shortchange his death. Don't get a piece or a portion of what he died for you for. Get it all. Get it all. Get it all. Give him the total reward of his suffering for you. Be all that you can be. Get educated if you got to open businesses if you have to buy houses lands cars if that's where you are be a giver Almost, yeah. be the head and not the tail yeah. above and not beneath be all that god would have you to be he gave his life for them and for those in here who may not be safe or if you have to tell me pastor Omar, i love this word but I'm here and I'm at the very bottom of this progression. I don't even know if I died if I would go to heaven. I got a word for you. The Good Shepherd laid down his life to give you that life too. Not just abundant life, but eternal life. And all you gotta do is admit that you're a sinner. Believe that he died on the cross, was buried in the grave, and that he rose on the third day. And I'm telling you right now, God will change your life like he changed mine and so many others up in here. Woo! He'll save you from your sins. And begin to build you up. And I'm telling you, 10 to 15 years from now, you're going to look back on this day in April. And you're going to say, I made a good decision. I came in broken, but I got fixed. I came in busted, but I got overflow. Everything that little preachers say on that day came to pass. That abundant life. You're going to say all the promises of God are yes and amen. Mm. But it starts with this one decision. Where you admit you're a sinner, believe in what he's done, and you confess him as your Lord. Listen, the ushers are going to come right now and open up the gates. If you have any confusion about whether you're saved or not, come. Secondly, if you've been under this theology, this false theology, that God don't want to bless us here, or you've been wrestling with that, you come as well. Thirdly, if you're a believer, hmm, and you need to get back connected in this place. You've been worried about business that's not your own. And your signal keep tro- dropping with God. Because you're under things. You're in things that you're not supposed to be under and in. That's not your business. All right? Not your business. And if this word spoke to you. And you want that abundant life for all those reasons, the altar is open. Come. 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 Come to the altar. Come and get connected. Come and allow these blessings to flow on you like they supposed to be flowing on you. Come on, if you want to be a blessing and not a curse. <laughs> Come on, if you don't want to be a burden to nobody anymore, if you don't want to have to borrow from people anymore. If you want all that God has for you hallelujah hallelujah I'm telling you it's here. It's yours for the taking. All you gotta do is get connected get an order get in one accord and God's gonna bless you he's come to give you abundant life Yeah, yeah 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 do that do that do that <laughs> That's the issue right there. If you said it, we believe it. Hope. Oh. If you said it, we believe it. Do you believe it this morning? Abundant life is yours. If you said it, we believe it. The God of the extra. Hey. Hey. my God. Let's we'll go to the most high in prayer. Let's believe. You heard it now. Faith coming by hearing. Now let's believe. Let's get these thieves and robbers out of our head. And let's believe. Say, God, God. I, am. I am who you said. I am. And I am the head. And not the tail. I am the lender and not the borrower. I am blessed with abundant life. Now, God, I admit I've done some wrong, I've doubted you, but I am here to be restored. please forgive me me. I believe believe that you died on the cross cross. for all my sins sins. you were buried in the grave grave. and on the third day day, you rose rose with all power power. most high high. Save save my soul but also bless my life from this moment on I believe that you died that I might have life and that that I might have it more abundantly I receive abundant life I receive eternal life I receive spiritual life.
1: Spiritual
0: life. I, am I am who you say I am. I am. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Good morning. Right. Good morning. Hey, Good morning. y'all. What's going on? Still so morning. <laughs> Uh, we just want to welcome y'all to our uh post show we're so glad that y'all decided to stay on live with us hi how y'all doing i'm
2: minister brian and we have Brittany, britney benoit and who we
1: have here today i'm lolita chesterfield
3: and i'm errol chesterfield okay Okay, so the
1: chesterfield It is so nice to meet both of y'all
2: Appreciate it. Thank you, Ignatius. All right.
1: Okay, so Pastor had a a, a good word this morning. Oh, it was it was man. deep. Talk about it. He talked about so much, um, <laughs> and it was it was awesome. It, it was, was amazing. What's awesome. uh, something that y'all kind of took away from the word? He talked about spiritual life, abundant life, life. which was really good. Eternal life. <laughs>
3: oh, <it's> so much. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Hi, Miss Journey. Hey, Journey. How you doing? Well, to be
3: honest
1: with you,
2: we live
3: in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, okay. We've been fellowshipping here live before the pandemic. And after the pandemic hit, of course, we went online. And God is just releasing us from the pandemic today. Mm. Oh, wow. Wow. When the pandemic hit, God said it was like a timeout. Mm -hmm. He brought, he told us personally, come to the kitchen table put everything on the table we need to do a hard reset
1: Mm.
3: not a reboot but a hard reset we need to change your whole software system the old one is corrupt Mm. you're not a slave you're heir and we went to the kitchen table put everything on the table we knew about God everything and God gave it back to us he said I want you to work on yourself Mm -hmm. as a husband you work on yourself as a wife da 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 -da, the whole nine yards, and he's just releasing us Mm -hmm. from the kitchen table Mm -hmm. to come back live fellowship. On the way here this morning, we was talking. There's a lot of things going on, and we don't have enough time to go through (laughs) it all. But the very message Pastor preached, we talked about it on the way here. Mm. Wow.
1: That's something. I told her,
3: life, for us, we can't go back to mm. what we used to do. yeah, The way we used to do things, the way we used to look at it, the way we used to do finances, our expectations and our insight and our foresight and what God want to do and I say we're going we to go all around the world from our house proclaiming the gospel mm. of Jesus Christ and we the people, right? Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Financing it and this, that, another but everything got to change. We can't go back to where we was. Mm. So this message, God and, I mean, just it, it, was, it was a powerful God. message. Don't get me wrong. But God and already had them spoken to us. It just that's
1: amazing. But I, uh, I think that that's like kind of the consensus for so many people. Correct. When the spirit is there, there's always going to be confirmation. Exactly. I know for myself, yeah, every yeah. time pastor speaks. Exactly. Something he says is something the Lord spoke to me. If you're connected, Correct. if right. you're in your word, if you're, you know, doing what you need to right. do on your end, it's right. always going to be confirmation. Oh, He's the true. Lord is always going to show that this is where the truth is, this is where Amen. the spirit is. Amen. He's with Him, so that's that's great,
2: man. We it's a blessing to have y'all back because I remember yeah. you come with that tambourine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you remember? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Look, you oh, start yeah. playing that oh, thing, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. One time you was playing it, hey. and I was like. Look, there we go. Never yeah. never leave it. Don't worship it. I say somebody is just on point with something. And I look, you were sitting over there. Henry. You was right on point. Man, Henry. that's a blessing. So you love music too,
3: huh? Uh I've been a musician all my life. Oh wow. Wow. I'm a drummer. Wow. And uh, ministries I was at, in Baton Rouge, I was a drummer. And um, just, it just it just it just in me. That's amazing, yeah, man.
2: So one more question. How long y'all been uh, connected with uh, Philadelphia like? How well, long y'all been? 22 attending or use the mic. Well, we've been uh, listening for uh,
1: since the pandemic even before. Okay. But um, even when the pandemic hit, she was online. With okay. Oh and wow. Yeah, Come PCA on. I mean? That's yeah. Awesome. So it's really been a blessing uh for us uh, all the way around Come and on. today's message just confirmed that you know, we don't have to be shortchanged in what we believe and know. At all. Right. that uh, God has for us. You know, every blessing that he has, yes. we don't have to be shortchanged because we can have it all. We just mm. stand on his word, trust yes. and believe and have faith in him. Our family, our marriages can be whole. Yes, <laughs> yes. that was so good. How you say you don't have to choose between peace right. and joy right. and paying your bills. Right. You know, peace in your home.
3: It's been, right. a, I want to say, a good three and a half, four years. Yeah, yeah okay, We've been, okay. Um, that's awesome. Philadelphia, okay. because once once God starts speaking, I want to say it was about seven years ago to my heart about certain things and taking us off of days and all this foolishness in the world and we don't need that and we need to go this direction and I know my wife thought I was crazy a lot of time because everybody's going this way, even the church, but I say no, I don't think we ought to do that. We need to go this way. Mm-hmm. And that was years before we got the message, we was the people. So when the message came about us being us man it just
1: confirms like the lord that was, was right. preparing y'all and then as soon exactly. as you heard
3: the word you knew it's from the lord we received we received the word our mm. heart was it's already for It's how he
1: does that he that's prepares amazing. us Amen. for what that's he amazing. you know what he has for us and
3: the best is yet to come mm. that's it we ain't mm. seen nothing yet we'll be in Dallas we'll be in Philly wow. we're going to be in LA come on we're going to be in Salt Lake Ooh. we're going to be in Miami come on speaking mm-hmm. we're going to be there we're going to be in detroit
1: yeah
2: (laughs) Mm
3: Boston. come on because this is going all those places that's where it's going and god needs people in position with the finances to make it happen right right but if you didn't give that ten dollars out that fifty you had to bless that person all right but everybody said well if i had a million dollars no you would not Nah, because you can't
1: Which What you do with, yeah. You wouldn't do,
3: you. What <laughs> you, you had, do what you have. You had 50. You wouldn't get that man $5. Mm-hmm. And you know he mm-hmm. needed it. That's right. Yeah. See, so God, go. As a shift happened, though. That's it's, good. Yeah. It's going to happen.
1: Yeah. In
2: the name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Oh, it was so good talking to y'all. Thank y'all so much y'all for sharing with us. From Baton yes, from Van Rouge. Hey. So okay. we appreciate y'all, and y'all just be blessed. Thank, Thank y'all so much. You. Right. Appreciate it. All right. Uh. All right,
3: my brother. Thank y'all. Thank you.
1: think we
2: have one more online family mm-hmm. what's going on out there I want y'all to state where y'all from what y'all thought about the message and we will go back and read it mm-hmm. tell us what y'all thought about this word where y'all from how long y'all been attending Philadelphia hey we never forgot about y'all mm-hmm. so um uh, I think that might be it for today huh?
1: anybody else any anybody else
2: all right awesome yeah. well just to give y'all up update of what's coming just to remind y'all what's coming up we have april 30th at 9 a.m interest meeting for all those who want to uh who's interested in joining the worship team the choir we also will have uh corey dugar here the musicians here those who want to play an instrument piano keys tuba trumpet saxophone everything harmonica whatever oh, it is everything. i don't care <laughs> flute clarinet
1: come on right oh, play the clarinet
2: Amen? All right? So, look, if you're around and you live streaming, you know what I'm saying, come check it out. Also, we will be doing something new called a, 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 a congregational worship team. Mm-hmm. So, come see what that's about. And the youth?
1: Yeah, the youth. If you have a child that loves to sing or they love music, they're interested in it, come and let them start to kind of uh, learn the craft and learn their learn their gifts and see what the Lord wants to do with them. So. And, and what's the ages? Ten. 10 and 10 up to yeah
2: 17. i take 10 to 17 so mm-hmm. that's pretty much it bible study this tuesday 7 p.m we want to see you here mm-hmm. and also don't forget to uh, register for the dallas conference may 25th and may 26th mm-hmm. uh register now look um we looking forward to see y'all there we believe in god is gonna move in my dallas ability. i'm talking about look like like revival yeah. go <laughs> here we believe in shift go happen so we want to appreciate y'all tuning in family we love y'all thank y'all for everything y'all the support the love everything y'all do man um so we're gonna just end out in prayer may the lord bless you may he keep you may he shine his face upon you may he grace you may he have favor upon you your family may your home be blessed everything you touch be blessed lord god we just pray that you would continue Lord god to bless us lord god as a people Father God, we're we, 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 we seeking you, Lord God. We yeah. trust in you, Lord God, that the best is yet to come, Lord God, that greater is coming, Lord God, that our uh, latter days will be better than our former days, Lord God. You gave us life, and not only life, but you told us to live life more abundantly. And we praying that over every person that's watching here, Lord God, every person that came here over our pastor, that this church would be a life of abundant living, Lord God. So we just give you glory now, Bless us through the week. Uh, fill us up, keep us until we meet again, Lord God, we give you all the glory, all the honor and all the praise, and we say this in In Jesus' Jesus' name, name. amen amen, Amen. love y'all, thank y'all see
1: y'all, have a good week peace